I V M. On this episode of Paisa Paisa, the Delhi recordings continue. I talk with Puneet Khurana, managing partner at Stoic Investors. This is the evidence investing specialist, an area that Puneet specializes in. He's going to talk about what exactly is evidence in investing as a strategy for stock selection and much more. Don't go anywhere. Really special episode of Paisa Paisa coming up next. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta B50 on Twitter and the Delhi recordings continue. I have with me Puneet Khurana who is the managing partner at Stoic Investors, Stoic Advisors. And in this episode we're going to talk about evidence focused investing. Let's go straight into it. Puneet, welcome to Paisa Paisa. Thank you so much for doing this. for us you've got this absolutely fascinating background right because you're a managing partner at an investment firm you teach behavioral psychology to iit delhi as we were just talking about now let's 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 just have this conversation first because i sure. i'm always fascinated with how um people individuals such as yourself get attracted towards equities were you born or were you you know were, were you in school and college did you know that this is what you were going to do for a lifetime so let's let's start with that let's let's look at your journey into the markets sure. probably education or whatever else you've done yeah so first of all thanks for having me here um i'll answer that part where you asked whether i have a background in equities or not uh the answer is absolutely no when i say background uh, i didn't have any family uh, business or or even substantial equity investments whatever equity investments were there you know they were um of a very similar nature to many many families in the country where uh, when when harshad mehta thing happened and you know ketan parekh happened at that point in time uh, many people invested into equities and then they forgot about those equities some were lucky to have uh, mncs in their portfolio and some were you know not very fortunate to have duds in their portfolios so yeah so no background in equity from there my interest in equities uh, was an outcome of my interest is interest in business in general which surprisingly i inculcated when i was doing my engineering so uh, during engineering i used to read uh, at that point the fa- famous magazine was that business world yes. i mean even today it's a very famous magazine but at that point only two magazines were there business today and business, business world. world yeah and i remember taking business world because it was 5 rupees and business today was 10 rupees <laughs> okay <laughs> so so we thought that okay uh, and and there was no correlation to uh, you know your uh, your actual study area yeah. so so even parents would not ask you why are you spending so much money on something which you would have no correlation to <laughs> yeah. but anyway so that's where the interest started um the interest in equities uh, started as an outcome of that uh, which like any other person it started with uh, pure speculation watching uh, without naming the television channels you know you just watch them and you think that everybody who is talking you know something there must know something they are talking about and uh, and you just get into it you lose money and then you realize that okay there's something wrong okay so so from there uh, there was a big pause uh, between my initial speculative trading when i was in college uh, and then proper investing uh, education started when i went to mdi and uh, professor sanjay bakshi um, obviously like many other uh, you know guided us to a to to a different way of looking at equities and that was the value investing culture where so the first thing he asked us to read is the warren buffett letters mm. which for a person who has no commerce background so i'm an engineer 
no commerce background and no understanding of what even a debit credit means uh, it's it's a mammoth task to go through it and understand it uh, but yeah so that was the introduction to equities um, and then there were many harsh teachers like uh, i started investing again more confident this time but that happened just before the recession so so that was another lesson uh, which which came and all these lessons were not as a professional money manager but as as a student of markets um, without any obligations so you are able to take those lessons much you know rationally uh, because you didn't lose as much as other people so i, I mean uh, you'll be surprised you know but i didn't really lose much in 2009 you know meltdown and it was not some great skill it was just that okay we have been taught something called a multiple and the multiple is looking very high let's let's just sell it and see what happens sure and and yeah we were lucky not to lose much but anyways uh, that's how the interest in equity started um from there on i have been professionally involved in the industry so i joined a hedge fund based out of uh, singapore who used to have a, a you know a mumbai office and there my uh, journey to fundamental investing started and um, the other things well they are out of interest sure. so behavioral psychology and all that kind <laughs> but of stuff but that is also part of investing i'm <clears> sure <throat> Yes, I mean the reason why I have spent countless hours understanding this is not because I had some great insight that it will help me, but but everybody who seemed to know stuff they said that this is important. So I spent large amount of time understanding it, and slowly and gradually I realized the importance of it. Uh, you know, going forward, and um, the best way to you know uh, learn something is to teach sure. as well as to implement that. So my attempt is to do both. practice as well as teach okay tell us about stoic before we get into the bulk you know we, uh, before we go into the next question tell yeah. us about stoic what what does it do that's s t o i c yeah yeah i mean the word stoic stoicism comes, yeah. yeah the word comes from the stoicism stoic philosophy and yeah. uh, uh, the whole idea of stoicism is that you're able to separate yourself from the the emotional you know responses which individual have and you have a uh, a sort of a what do i say detachment Detachment is fine, but uh, a sort of a stith pragya. You understand? I mean, sure. in 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 Gita they say be stith pragya, which is still yeah, still which who doesn't react, overreact on positive things and on the negative side. So so that kind of a cult, that kind of philosophy that is, I try to inculcate that in personal as well as investing uh, uh, investing journey, and that essentially is where the evidence and all that stuff which we which we you introduce about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, came into picture. So so stoic is the name of the firm um I actually started a blog with that name first and then the firm happened uh and uh, all all I do is equity under that firm you advise advising. clients yes okay. yes yes the website folks is stoicinvesting.com s t o i c i n v e s t i n g .com am i right on that uh, yeah correct it's a very dominant website no, no, but no that's okay but, yeah, uh, you have some fantastic material in folks do you know that punith has his own podcast <laughs> you should do it more yeah. often come on You interview well, some I'll fascinating take, I'll, guests. I'll take there. inputs from you and then probably ah, restart. There yeah, has been a bandwidth <laughs> a bandwidth issues, but uh, but I love doing that. Yeah, you should. And you should. Uh, I'll certainly resume that. There should yeah. be you know as many podcasts out there on investing. Puneet, let's get into evidence focused investing, which is something that you specialize in, which is something. So let's first go into the background as to where you discovered this, and then the implementation part. Okay, then you know we'll kind of wrap up the first part of our recording there. So let's start from there. you know um very recently i was invited to a uh, you know uh investment conference where i was supposed to talk about 
evidence focused investing and particularly data and narratives and what i did and I, which i'll do now is that i'll give you some very nice fitting story as to how you know something happened and then something happened and then something happened and there's like a you know like a logical correlation like a movie right there's a step by step things but usually life is not like that you accidentally have many things and then you take those things and you make something out of it evidence focused investing is something very similar it wasn't something which uh, it's not something which is unique in the sense that it's different it's a common sensical approach to investing uh, which from the very starting i i thought that i that's how i will probably approach investing so the context to this is this many times when you talk to investors so i was in the buy side and by the very nature and and we were at that point in time i think the fund which i was working with was the largest equity india focused equity fund so we had you know all the sell side uh, and panel with us and and all i could see is and i mean without naming any sell side but there was nothing but stories and viewpoints and options and then comes the data which was not shown as a starting point but as a support material to that narrative and unfortunately you would often see that data is you know massaged enough to fit that narrative so the way to approach investing at least the way i approach is that i don't start with the narrative i start with the evidence and the evidence leads me wherever it leads me okay so i would not start with a viewpoint that okay this company is good let me confirm with evidence whether it's good or not on the contrary i will have certain ways of looking good companies finding good companies and then let the data guide me uh, as to whether it really is or not so completely removing narratives which are not backed by data or facts let me not call data because the moment i say data people think just numbers okay so it's not numbers it's facts the any narrative which is backed by fact is is a good quality uh fact a uh, data and we use that only to make build our narratives around investing so that is the crux behind evidence focused investing um I, as i said i think it's a common sensical approach to investing that's how investing should be uh sure in some cases like you know the turnarounds of the world uh, you know facts will not uh, guide you mm. uh but but for a very high level of investing and you don't invest in we don't invest in everything in the world sure. right so we no. need to find our niche So in the niche in which I operate uh, evidence focused investing has guided me pretty well so that's the that's the background okay so two questions that i have from what's out here one is the origin of this right yeah. because uh, before we went into the recording you had said that this is something that is known uh, probably in western markets and yeah. any specific example that you can walk our listeners through like you can take a concrete case that okay this is what you i mean you know for example where do narratives originate stuff like that so first let's get into the the idea of evidence focused investing where did it come from where did you hear of it first see the term is different from uh, the term is something which uh, in a couple of years back or three years back i was going through certain websites uh, us based investors websites and uh, i got the term there i got an introduction to the term they call it ebi or evidence based investing and apparently there was a conference in new york on this ebi and some of uh, very smart investors were a part of that uh, including michael mobison and you know many such uh, uh, good investors um so so i was able to link to my activities this term got linked to that so from that time if i have to explain to somebody i'll just start you know using this term so mm. that uh, it becomes a way to explain things sure. um as far as an example is concerned i'll 
well you can pick any narrative so you can pick today's narrative of how the tax cut is going to you know revolutionize the complete mm. uh, economy or you can start with what happened pre election when everybody was like you know that okay people are sitting on the sidelines and they're just waiting for modi to come and you know the modi government the moment they will come the markets will jump whatever these kind of stories which you hear which are uh, i mean there is obviously a um, you know an agenda behind all these kind of narratives media has their own agenda uh, the sell side have their own agendas the the fund managers have their own agendas and and i'm not discrediting anything but i'm just saying that majority of the time these stories are meant to be created for people to consume and to to basically get a action out of those people uh, they are not really backed up by data to be fair to media people they don't have enough time to go through all the you know narratives which come on their table uh, to to give you facts which are apt but uh, since so it, let me give an election example right uh, if you actually go back and check whether there is any kind of correlation between election results and the long term performance of stocks in the equity markets there is hardly any correlation mm. no matter what kind of government no matter which party no matter what majority uh all these narrative and no matter what i say right now the next election we're going to see the same thing all over again so this is more like a a constant supply to meet a demand which is excitement so a large amount of demand is excitement out of markets and to meet this excitement demand of of the you know public uh there are providers of that service and and they keep on providing this so when we start to go for the next step there we start questioning these narratives and when we start questioning these narratives we basically take help of the past and come with the uh, you know probabilistic outcome of whether this is the right narrative or a wrong narrative and how badly this you know this this narrative uh, serves hmm. so so th- this is uh, one one example sure this is macro this is more like um, you know i'm just giving you election example but the same thing happens in companies hmm. we talk about sales growth ebitda margins the complete philosophy is like you know good companies make money somebody will say bad companies make money because they are cheap all these narratives are there somebody will say you know uh, long term will make money somebody will say you know 2 to 3 is a good time horizon whatever you hear around mm-hmm. the idea of evidence focused investing is to dissect it and to come to the main crux as to what really works and what doesn't work okay. and it's not via experiential learning or you know going through the whole journey you rely on large amount of working to to reach a final outcome and on the basis of that we uh, we decide the complete value chain of our working so from from the stock picking to the portfolio management at every level we deploy evidence focused investing sure okay folks we're going to take a small break out here uh, don't go anywhere we're going to talk about a lot of other stuff in the evidence based investing approach with puneet khurana the managing partner at stoic advisories don't go anywhere we'll be right back Folks, welcome back to this episode on Pesa Vesa, the evidence-focused investing with Puneet Khurana, the managing partner at Stoic Advisors. On the first part of this episode, we spoke about Puneet's background. Absolutely fascinating. He is an engineer and an MBA from MDI, and about the evidence-focused approach that is the core of this episode. In this part, we're going to talk about the process. We're going to talk about. We're going to start from the common mistakes that people make while selecting equities. So, Puneet, welcome back to the show. 
walk us through this yeah because i'm sure you meet so many people you have interacted with with a <coughs> lot of people stock selection you know people have this very romantic idea <coughs> of how easy it is and you just pick up a theme or you pick up a stock and suddenly you make a lot of money but i'm sure that the reality is far more difficult and complicated in that so let's start with the theme go to the evidence and then probably finally take a decision and how people mess up with that so let's let's start from there okay uh well um, first at the outset let me just say that it's easier for us to say how people mess up uh, when i say people here i you can assume that i've done the same mistake so i'm not talking anybody in particular you can That's assume that all the mistakes are done by me even better right because <laughs> sharing your own mistakes is a fantastic learning place yeah, for our so, listeners too so where where does uh, you know uh, the major amount of mistakes happen uh, and this i'm now talking from multiple vantage points one vantage point is that of a person who is a retail investor who uh, is not really putting significant amount of money or he's you know uh, he's more interested in the learning part and then then there are professional investors and and mistakes happen across all types of investors it's just that the nature of the mistakes they keep on changing so you used a word called uh, you know uh, it's easy to pick up some theme and uh, and thematic is one one very funny way of looking at you know stock picking where where you say start with some really random uh, macro point and then from there you say that okay if this happens then this will happen if this happens then this will happen if this happens then these companies are supposed to get benefited and out of these companies i want to select this particular company see the number of chains you follow mm. and at every step the probability of error is there so just it just multiplies so <clears throat> and and the same is true for every theme across there whether it is uh, in the last few years only we have seen theme based on gst theme based on you know uh, conversion from unorganized sector to organized sectors and there were thousands of i mean hundreds of companies which were supposed to benefit from that and not, nothing actually happened so the big part about evidence focused investing is that we do not start with a narrative like a thematic theme to start stock picking <clears throat> it's but to correct you one at one place it's not complicated however it's it's actually very simple but to make something simple and effective you need to go through that process of first complicating it a lot and then realizing that okay these things doesn't work and then coming back so um so so from that vantage point uh, it's actually simple in the sense that you have to ask very simpler questions than what you generally try to ask mm. uh, also i'll correct you one i'll just add a thing Please, to your question uh, where you said that you know uh, how people mess up in stock picking but i would say that evidence focused investing goes across the board sure. from stock picking to analysis of the stocks to valuation exercises to putting them in a portfolio because the narratives also we hear are across these complete you know uh, the, all the actions of investing so you will hear narratives around uh, stock selection or filtering of the stocks yeah. somebody will say high roce companies somebody will say you know um, so motilal has a qglp framework somebody will say buy near 52 week highs yeah. and you know somebody will say the value is near 52 week low someone will say quality companies at reasonable prices are myth correct uh somebody will say that you know you can make only by investing into bad promoter companies who are looking to get turned into good promoters some i mean uh, hundreds of yeah. ways in which people try to justify their actions uh so this is one part but in the analysis also we have many <clears throat> errors which which are done and these were done by the professional investors so so if i have to let's say classify it while say one common error is ignorance of base rates mm. and 
misunderstanding of concepts like reversion to mean and and all these concepts are very well known so i'll, I'll probably not expand it here but um when we talk about base rates we ask very simple questions we don't analyst generally tries to get all the things from you know majority of sources and then he will try to make a valuation model out of this and do some some future forecasting mm. but base rates ask a very simple question it's asked that if the company has been in this position in past what has been the returns and not the returns what have been the outcome okay return is just one parameter sure. so uh, so ignoring base rates to fall for all the good stories you hear is the classic is the biggest mistake i see people doing mm. they will ignore all the things which have happened in past because this new narrative sounds good okay but the narratives are meant to sound good they are actually taken and you know they 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 originate only because they are very solid sounding sure. otherwise they will not become that popular so so that is where the majority of amount of mistakes happen so then comes the then comes the point of valuation right so in valuation also we again try to do the same thing we try to find reasons as to why the value which we are paying hmm. is a good value okay it's an absolutely wrong way of approaching this we should be approaching it the other way around which is at what valuation whatever i'm paying it's a good valuation okay mm. and uh, and what currently market is telling about this valuation if you start approaching it in the reverse way you get good answers so if you are let's i mean without naming the companies sure. let's say if you are picking up a company which is trading at 70 80p there has there are some inherent assumptions in that valuation number which is there and i'm i'm sorry to quote p but uh, you know p is the most uh, ridiculous way of looking at valuation at a low at a standard own level mm. but just to understand better so let's say if something is trading at that kind of valuations uh, uh, if you are able to boil down the assumptions first and then say whether these assumptions make sense or not your answer is actually pretty your decision making actually gets simplified a lot sure but if you try to answer why this number should be justified hmm. there you have to go into all kind of random you know justifications so that is what we try to avoid and it is done across the whole thing same goes for portfolio okay uh, in portfolio again there are narratives around concentration diversification some people say there's a core satellite approach i mean there are again thousands of philosophies which are there on on the portfolio management side and again we have tried to uh back test we have tried to uh, make many cases and test each and every such uh, you know hypothesis at their own merit level and then we go and see ki okay this this has some merit to it hmm. this has no merit to it it's just pure simple you know voodoo so so from that vantage point across all the chain of your stock uh, equity investing okay. uh, evidence focused investing starts to play a very significant role okay so i want to just uh, wind down this uh, recording with two questions actually yeah. um the first is that how does one develop this kind of thinking in your experience what has been you know probably your major influences in your thinking approach could be people could be books could be whatever it is okay so let's let's just start from the maybe if some of our listeners want to find out more about this what's the right way in them trying to go about doing it that's a difficult question to answer <laughs> oh, your um, your your website I, has got some fantastic resources yeah so uh let me try to get this in a more succinct manner as i mean if possible sure the first thing you have to do if you really want to focus on evidence is to stop focusing on things which don't have any evidence this is something which i tell to everybody that you have a limited time in your hand and i'm a i'm a 
individual investor. I, I don't work in the organizational setup. Sure. But even if you're an organizational setup, uh, majority of the time is still going into wrong things only. Hmm. Um, so the first thing you have to do is to create time for you to be able to think evidence-based thinking. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's crucial. If you don't have that time, uh, because in the starting, it's going to be a slightly difficult process. If you don't have the time, you'll not be able to do it. Okay. So the first thing to do is to cut the noise that comes in every form which is not fact-driven. Okay, this again, without uh, specifically, uh, you know, saying against anything, but, you know, cut down the television channels, cut down the media. Mm. Um, uh, don't listen to my podcast or your <laughs> podcast on a serious note. But yeah. but yeah, the idea is that, first of all, just the moment you create that void in your, in your working, people get uncomfortable when there is a void. Mm. Okay, so they try to fill that void. So to create that evidence-based working, you need to first create the word and then fill with working on data. Now, second thing is to, they're realizing that there's a practical difficulty here that not everybody will have the resources as well as the tools to work on these things. So if your source of information is from outside, then you have to start asking the questions uh, beyond what is written there. So for example, if somebody is showing, you know, the margin of the company is 20% and he's giving you last two years numbers, okay? Uh, do you have to start developing and say, okay, can I go back five years and check whether that has been the case or you're just, there's a recency bias in this particular analysis. Okay. And and this happens at two levels. First, you develop conceptual understanding of uh, how things should be. Mm. Then you understand why the other person is trying to pitch this particular thing. And then the third level is, okay, how do I go beyond this bullshit? Sure. So I, I usually say that you have to develop your own bullshit detector in your mind. Okay. Mm. And this is not an easy process. This takes large amount of time. But the first and most important thing is cut down noise. Okay. And second is ask next level question. Whatever is given to you, just ask one additional question. Hmm. Force yourself to ask one more question and hmm. you will start seeing this happening. I mean, you start asking good questions. Okay. And last, <laughs> last question was where do you, you know, any, any personal influences, any people that you like to read, people that you like to watch or books or anything of that so sort? So books um, have been a regular companion. Uh, from the time Professor Bakshi introduced us to value investing, uh, I was, and, and this is for those people who think that, you know, if you don't have reading habit, you can't read. Um, uh, I read my first book in MBA time only. I mean, actually, that's not true. The first book I read was in engineering, but that mm. was a fiction book. Mm. And the second book I have read in my MBA, and I post that I have read more more than 500 odd books sure. uh, in the field of investing, as well as others. So, uh, so as far as whom do I like to read? Uh, there's a huge list, but there are people who specifically I have learned from. Uh, on the risk side, uh, Nasim Taleb has uh, written some amazing stuff. On the equity and the you know portfolio management side, I have over a period of time learned not to you know take any view, uh, no matter where it is coming from. Uh, but the major amount, I think Michael Mobison also has done some amazing work in the field of uh, uh, evidence base. They're very centric. Data is very centric to their working. And some of the papers they have written are extremely good. So Michael sure. Nobison is another another person I've learned a lot from. Fantastic. And for yeah, of course, where can people reach you? <laughs> Listeners, that is that's the main thing. So, uh, I already mentioned the in the the website is toikinvesting.com. Hopefully you do more podcast episodes. Come on. I I will try <laughs> to do that. The easiest way to reach me is uh, is, is email. Right. Okay. Um I am on Twitter, but again, just to cut down noise, uh, I'm not only saying things i have also Im implemented those things 
So for last many years, I have not been very active on Twitter. What's your uh, your handle on Twitter anyway? It's uh, at the rate Puneet K zero zero nine. Okay, that's P U N E E T K zero zero nine on Twitter. Yeah. So so uh, now Twitter has become more of a source yeah. of uh, good information. So there is a criteria that if it has gone this many retweets and this many likes, then only yeah. I'll I'll look at that tweet. Otherwise, I'll ignore that. Evidence again. <laughs> yeah, of course. So so um, so yeah. These are the three easiest ways. Email is uh, Puneet at Strikeinvesting dot com. um these are the ways to reach me thank you so much so folks that is a wrap on the evidence focused investing approach with puneet khurana the managing partner at stoic advisors if you want to reach him puneet just mentioned his email address which is puneet at stoicinvesting.com s t o i c i n v e s t i n g.com puneet at stoicinvesting.com twitter handle is puneet k009 I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did like it, if you didn't like it, whatever it is, send us some feedback. I am B fifty on Twitter and leave us a rating on your podcast listening app. Puneet, thank you so much. You've made a long journey from Faridapur. I wish you all the best for all the news that's around the corner for you. And I hope to come back here in Delhi and do another recording with you. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. That is the wrap on this episode, folks. Thank you for listening. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.